Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast, and welcome to MLB The Show 22. If you pre-ordered, you've been playing this game for days. I hope you've been enjoying it. If you did not pre-order and you're getting it on normal release day, welcome to MLB The Show. You've made it. I'm proud of you. Um, today, we got a lot to talk about, and I don't really have a plan per se. I have not mapped out what the episode is going to look like. I just know that we have a butt ton to talk about. We're going to do it in a uh, timely manner because we've all got lives. We've all got shit to do. Um, but we're going to basically just go through what MLB Show 22 looks like. Um, from menus to gameplay, maybe a little bit of gameplay, not a ton. Things of that nature. Now, if you're listening to this on Apple and Spotify, thank you. Love you. Appreciate you very, very much. This is an episode that is helpful to watch, especially if you have yet to play and you're someone who did not pre-order and you're just about to get started with it today, tomorrow, next day. Um, not that I'm going to be giving tips, not so much that, but this is going to be a very visual episode as far as like, this is what the menus look like. This is what some of the rewards are. These are the attributes. These are how things are uh, laid out. So check it out on YouTube if you'd like. Uh, if you are already on YouTube, thank you again. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, consider so. Leave a comment. We've had a lot of comments lately. I appreciate it very much. Last two episodes of the podcast on YouTube have done great. So I love you all for that. Um, but let's just hop right into it. I mean, let's just let's just look at the game here. So this is Diamond Dynasty. Well, this is Emily the Show's home screen. This is Road to the Show. This is Diamond Dynasty. March to October. Fucking don't even worry about it. And franchise. Don't even worry about it because uh, they don't care. Um, important things to know. I'm going to give you my unfiltered thoughts on the game first. I'm going to click into Diamond Dynasty just so something uh, a cutscene doesn't start. My release night was a little tumultuous. I did not get my pre-order packs or pre-order stubs until probably about 36 hours after release. Truth be told, as frustrating as it was, shout out SDS... Shout out MLB The Show support. They got to my ticket within a day and a half and got me my stuff. So, absolute shout outs. Um, if you guys are on YouTube, you see in my top left corner, I only have 6,169 stubs. That is because I've already grinded, flipped, and played enough to purchase Mike Trout. So I have Live Series Mike Trout on my team. That's the first domino to fall towards my collections uh, as the second year I've done that. And now I'm just going to start knocking shit off. Down the line. Once you get the big fish, no pun intended, out of the way, things become a lot easier uh, in the grand scheme of things. Now, we are going to talk about what the Live Series collection gets you. We're going to talk about some of the new modes. But first, I just want to say, I have enjoyed grinding a game again. I really have. But... This game is hard. Like, hitting is hard. Harder than ever before, in my opinion. So, as you guys know, or some of you might not, you might be new to the podcast, in which case, hi, my name's Kenny. Um, last year I went 276. I stopped at 200 wins. I'm a three-time flawless player all last year. Am I the best player on earth? Absolutely not. Am I a top 50 player? Nowhere fucking close. When I get to legend, I stop. That said, I can hold my own at the plate. I can pitch well. This game, you square it up and it goes fucking nowhere. There's a lot of reasons for that. 
Maybe they nerfed hitting. That's the that's the end all be all. That's that's the number one reason that I can think of. But there are other some you know other um, explanations. It's early in the game, so a lot of the cards' attributes aren't sky high yet. So maybe some balls that you would normally expect to hit out are dying on the track. It's a distinct possibility. Distinct possibility. SDS has not addressed this. I know some people in the community have expressed a concern or at least noticed that uh, exit velos or or um, just just the way the ball is traveling off the bat in general seem to have changed. I personally think it has a lot to do with the new swing animations that are in the game. They uploaded a lot of new swing animations. And I think that's resulting in some wonky contact every now and then. Again, this could just be me. I could just be having a really shitty four or five days of, of early release, but I don't think so. I've seen other people comment on it. So I just want to get those thoughts out of the way first. That is not me trashing the game. All in all, I think the game's playing pretty well. Defense feels incredibly smooth. Like, like really good. I've said this in the past, and then they've released patches that have fucked it up. So let's just knock on wood and pray. But defense feels incredibly smooth. I like the new hitting animations. I just wish they didn't completely throw off my timing and, 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 and exit velos. Um, I like the new mode, mini seasons that they added. We'll talk about that. We'll get there. So all in all, and the servers. Honestly, I know we had some issues um, Monday where there were some blue screens or some freezes when you were playing online play. I think they've patched that and fixed that. But honestly, server-wise, it's felt pretty good. There are always going to be server issues on early release night. It's the first time the servers are being tested with the game. None of those things really bothered me all that much. There weren't widespread outages for hours and hours. It was like, ah, 5-10 minutes here is a little shitty. Uh, another 30 minutes here is a little wonky. But then it was fine. It was back. It was good. So, all in all, SDS has done a pretty good job so far. There are some things that I am going to complain about, or at least make you aware of, that I don't agree with. But those are on the content side. So that's, you know, you could still play around that. So let's just, let's start. We're on the home screen. This is what Diamond Dynasty looks like now. If you saw the preacher, uh, feature premiere, you already know this. Uh, I'll just walk you through my team so far. This is what I've done since release. Now, I grind, I grinded the shit out of this game. My girlfriend hates me. She's been, I have a TV down here in my office, so she's been watching TV while I grind, but it's been a very <laughs> impersonal relationship the last few days. Um, so this is my team. Do I love it? It's fine. You know, it's early game. I'm getting there. A few swings that I either don't like or I'm getting used to. So, again, we're getting there. Left field, face the franchise, Brian Reynolds. Center field, the big boy, Mike Trout. He's here. If you could believe it, somehow his swing is even better than before. I, I think his swing is immaculate. Right field, Ronald Acuna, face of the franchise. Going to third base. This is the best cover card. Until you collect them all and get the 96 Joe Maurer, which, again, we'll look at. But the base round 88 overall cover card, Miguel Cabrera. This card is insane. His swing is again even better than last year. Last year they made it better, but they've jumped it again to make it even better. His fielding is only a 63 when he plays third base. You just need him to get his belly on the ball, and, and he's fine. Uh, 70 reaction is not great, but for an early game third baseman with this bat, in there. Shortstop, D. Gregorius. You get him from the USA Conquest map, which is one of the first things I grinded. Ozzy Albies, this year he's nasty. I, this is online. I'm hitting 6'11 in 18 at-bats. I know it's not a large sample size, but 6'11. It's pretty good. Uh, Spencer Torkelson's been my first baseman. I hated him last year. I think his swing is better this year. I, I like it a lot. Catching, Sean Murphy. Not my favorite. Don't love him. Face of the franchise card. But he's got 96 fielding, 99 arm. And 99 reaction. So, 
you know, if, if he catches a hold of one and he hits it out, great. His fielding carries him back there. The bench. Uh, I got unlucky, and my two face of the franchise uh, random choices were catchers. So I have Carson Kelly on the bench. He mashes lefties, and at least he could play third base, so he gives me a little bit of positional flexibility. Uh, I have another catcher on the bench, Mike Piazza, because the USA Conquest map gives you Mike Piazza. Um, just another bat. So I, I don't like his swing, but for now, I don't really have many better options. Uh, I... Let's go through the rest of the lineup, then I'll say what I'm going to say. But I have Tyler O'Neill live series. Love this card, hitting 429 online in 7 at-bats. Uh, 485 offline, 68 at-bats. Andrew Benintendi, uh, one of the worst outfielders to get him, hitting 143 with him. I don't like Andrew Benintendi. And Larry Doby, he, it says he's only hitting 250, but I've squared up a lot of balls. I feel good with Larry Doby. I like him a lot. Uh, 556 offline. So, before I show you the pitchers, let me preface it with this. My intention was to go no money spent this year. Because it's possible, especially with the companion app. But when I did not get my pre-order bonuses, I was angry and sad and mad and verklempt. Verklempt. That's a word. Look it up if you don't know what it means. I, I was all of those things, and I caved, and I, I spent $100 on stubs. I hope you can all forgive me. That is going to be the only cent I spend on this game all year, outside of obviously purchasing the game. So, I used a majority of that to rip packs. Do I ever advise people to do that? No. However, I wanted to open packs. I didn't get my pre-order stuff. I felt like I was missing out. So I bought packs. I pulled diddly shit. I pulled Josh Hader like twice, J-Ram once. I didn't get anything fucking good. Freddie Freeman. So I sold them. Sold them all. Sold everything. That left me with like 70,000 stubs left. That's more than the pre-order amount, but it's not a ton. And then from there, I just flipped and grinded. So... This is a team that is not money bought. It's minimal money spent. Do I, I wish I didn't spend the money because I, you know, no money spent is not like something to brag about. It's just, it's nice to not spend any extra money on the game. But I just, I just, I was really fucking pissed off that I didn't get my pre-order stuff. So I made a, I made an impulse move. But that is why I don't have a God Squad. People who have God Squads already, like legit ones, spent $2,000 on release night. That's insane. I would never do that. So, just transparency. We're all in transparency and honesty here. So, that's what I did. That's my team so far. The rotation, the pitching is rough early game. So, you can build a passable lineup. Like, this lineup, if you have a good swing and your PCI is good, you can hit. The pitching is rough. Uh, I have face of the franchise, Alec Manoa. He has a sinker. He always throws out of the stretch, so you can kind of churn some innings out. He's not my favorite. 100 hits per nine is actually pretty good early game. Uh, I got the Takashi Okazaki. I believe that's how you say his name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. I think it is how you say it, though. Uh, Randy Johnson. Card art's unbelievable. I really wanted early game Randy because it's going to take me a while to get the collection reward. Um, I hit Randy pretty well, and I get hit with Randy well. So the jury's out on Randy. Uh, 84 Jared Weaver, new legend. You get him from the Conquest map. He throws a sinker. Funky delivery throws really, really slow. 59 velo. I have not used him online yet, so I cannot honestly tell you how he is. Not bad to use against the CPU. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, Ryan Nelson. Very much like Ryan Nelson. Only four pitches and they all suck. Four seam curve slider, circle change. But he pitches with rec specs on. And if you could look at my face right now, I wear glasses. So I just, I enjoy, I enjoy Ryan Nelson. Uh, I actually think he's pretty comfortable to pitch with. Is he great? No, online will probably get shelled. But he does have 91 velo, 90 break. At this point in the year, pretty good. 
Finally, Mick Abel, sinker of primary, throws five pitches, 12-6 bender, has a lot of movement this year. Uh, 96 velos, nice. 89 breaks, nice. 78 control, good enough. Uh, in the bullpen, live series Chapman is an 82. I have Garrett Crochet for now. Uh, terrible news about his Tommy John surgery. But I have Garrett Crochet for now because he's a hard-throwing lefty with a funky delivery. Um, legend Brian Wilson, legend Mariano Rivera, the same 84 Rob Dibble that was in the game last year. I believe this same 85 Joe Nathan was in the game last year too. Same 85 Kerry Wood. And then I just got, this was my choice pack, face of the franchise Devin Williams. This in the game right now is the best reliever in the game. It's better than the face of the franchise Chapman. Face of the franchise Class A sucks. This is the best reliever in the game. So it was a no-brainer when he came to, to get selected. So he's on the squad. That's my pitching staff. Again, it's early. It's not great. You just try to use guys early in the game who you feel comfortable with. From there, you can build. You just got to be patient. So nothing else new on the home slash my squad screen. I just want to show you guys where I'm at. We can talk about the play screen, though. Let's start with programs. Innings are gone. I guessed that in the last episode. I was right. Innings are gone. Now you'll have featured program, which think of that as your first inning program, second inning program. That is where your main program, your featured program, is going to be. Next to it, other programs. Probably player programs, also like if they ever do another Field of Dreams type of program, all-star program, uh, uh, postseason program, those will all be there. So we'll just look at other programs first because there's just one thing there right now. Your starter Babe Ruth program. You earn an 82 Babe Ruth, nothing to write home about. Uh, it's a decent free bat for your bench. Um, it's whatever, but it's very simple. You just do all the missions here. Missions, bing, 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 bing. Moments, bing, 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 bing. You can do a collection if you so choose. And exchanges. Boom. Done. Very simple. That type of accumulation of program points has not changed. In your featured program, it hasn't necessarily changed, but it is just a little bit different. So first, gameplay XP. We know this. That's normal. I have not achieved the cap myself, but I was told by a friend that the daily gameplay XP cap is 100,000. That's gameplay. You can still receive and accrue experience after the 100k cap if it comes from like a daily moment, a collection, an exchange. You cannot get any more from gameplay though. I think that was self-explanatory, just wanted to be sure. New thing, daily moments are no longer tied to earning a player as they were last year. You don't need to do 30 daily moments over the course of a month or 27, whatever the fucking number was, to, re to receive uh, 97 Pablo Sandoval. Now they're just baked into your featured program. Each one is worth 1,000 XP. I'm sorry my face cam is covering it if you're watching on YouTube. But each one is worth 1,000 XP. They are the same type of moments. Rookie difficulty, six total bases with Bryce Harper. Rookie difficulty, two innings, two strikeouts with Johnny Cueto. Rookie difficulty, hit a homer with Trevor Story. Super easy. Take you five minutes max. Um, hopefully they've eliminated the ones where you actually have to play three innings because those just sucked. But I like this. It means like... It, I don't recommend skipping them because it does give you a free 1,000 XP and we'll get to the actual uh, progress path in a second. It's, it's a grind. It really is. The 1,000 XP is going to be nice. But I like that it's no longer... Like you don't feel like it's necessary. If, you, if you're on vacation for a week and you didn't buy the Switch version to grind offline, it's no longer like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to get Zach Britton. 93 Zach Britton was a lot of one a lot of people missed last year because he was the first one and people didn't realize how it worked. 
Now it's just you don't get the XP, which sucks, but it's not like an integral piece of the puzzle. Featured program moments, this is no different than an inning program's moments. Right now, they just gave you every face of the franchise card as a moment. This was literally the first thing I did on release night because I didn't get my packs. And so I needed something to do and I did that. Week one, Legends and Flashback missions. That means we're going to get new shit every week for these. Pretty good. So you can earn these Diamond Dynasty. You can earn them really in any game mode you want uh, within Diamond Dynasty. And they'll give you 500 XP for completing them. As you can see, I've done some of them, not all of them. Probably won't get all of them, but I've done a handful. You get 500 XP for each one. It's not bad. Collections, no different. You can already collect Starter Babe Ruth. 10k XP. Bingo, bango. This one, you could exchange Live Series players for 10,000 XP. 150,000 points worth of Live Series players. Just to show you guys what that means, Mike Trout himself is only worth 100k. You'd have to put... You'd have to put... Essentially, Bryce Harper on top of Mike Trout, giggity, and you'd get 150,000. So, I don't recommend doing this. Just skip that one, not a big deal. Uh, showdown for AL faces of the franchise gets you 15k. There will be an NL faces showdown, so be another 15k baked on top of it. And March to October, fucking skip it. Don't even bother. So as you guys can see, basically the same means of accruing XP. It's essentially the same. A couple little tweaks, nothing like, nothing new that you've never done before. It's just that now some things that were somewhere else are now baked into the, uh, the program. I kind of like it. But let's talk XP path. So you have from release now, when you get it, 24 days to get, I think it's 600k, 600k XP, you get a big dog choice pack, at, big dog, I just said that weird, big dog choice, choice pack at the end, nice cards in it, I haven't gotten any yet, but you get Anthony Volpe, uh, choice, Anthony Volpe, Corey Kluber, Todd Helton, Jack Leiter, Curtis Granderson, Pablo Sandoval, Adam Adovino, Jordan Walker, good cards, honestly, that Kluber card's already disgusting, but here's, here's what, what we really have to talk about here, couple things. So all of those player missions, the week one Legends and Flashback player missions, you get those out of these packs here. These Legends and Flashbacks gold pack. You choose one player. I'm not going to go through every single name. You can see them here if you're watching. Chances are, even if you're not watching and just listening, you've already seen these cards anyway. That's easy enough. The big thing here. So you unlock your first face of the franchise pack at 120k. You get one player out of it. It's a no-sell and it's randomized. That sucks. I am not a fan of this. I am not a fan of this method. SDS was clearly trying to combat people just grinding the new Team, Affin uh, Team Affinity program and getting all 30 cards within two days. I don't necessarily mind their thinking, and I commend them for trying something new that they probably thought a lot of people would be upset about. Respect. Honestly, respect. I'm not even being facetious. Respect. But guys... We play this game to collect the cards. Diamond Dynasty is all about card collecting. They are now not gatekeeping. I don't like using that word because it makes it seem too like high and mighty. But they're essentially precluding people from being able to grind for every card. By the end of the experience path, you'll get 12 out of the 30 face of the franchise cards. Which means if you want them all, like I do, you'll have to spend the stubs to get the other 18. Granted. I'm sure they will be throwing these packs at us later on in the game. Maybe three months from now. Two months from now. But I want an Oompa Loompa now, to quote a very famous movie. So, it's a little upsetting. That said, once you get each division's randomized one-player pack, I hope that made sense, 
Starting at 255k, you get choice packs. I got Face of the Franchise, Face of the Franchise NL Central Choose One Player Choice Pack. You can stare at all five players and choose who you want. I chose Devin Williams. That's how I got him. Brian Reynolds was one of the random ones I was given the first time I got the pack. Eh, whatever. But, like, you can sell the choice pack. That's important to note, too. You can sell the choice pack. So let's just say, for the sake of argument, sake of argument, when I got the random NL Central pack, I was given Devin Williams. Sake of argument. Let's say that's the only card in this pack that I wanted, and I hate the rest of them. It's not necessarily true. But again, sake of argument. I could then pull Devin Williams, or the most expensive one, out of the choice pack, sell it, and then use those stubs in another division to buy another card. That's basic market 101. I'm not breaking any news to you people, but I just want to make sure that everyone understands. First pack, the random pack, non-sellable. Second pack, choice pack, sellable. It would have been cool if they flip-skied it, and if the randomized pack was sellable and then the choice pack was non, I would have preferred that, I think. But I understand why they didn't do it that way. So, you know, it is what it is. Every, this is important to note too, every single face of the franchise card has the same odds of being selected. So like, face of the franchise Mike Trout has the same odds of being selected as face of the franchise Sean Murphy, which is why I got so fucking upset when I pulled Sean Murphy. Is what it is. Um, but that's, that's the, the featured programs. Easy. Beautiful. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. That's what I was trying to say. Not a sponsor. Um, online modes, other than co-op, nothing has really changed. So we're not going to go into it a ton. I will just bring you guys into rank seasons quickly to show you the uh, rewards. Dontrell Willis, thank God he's in the game. Milestone card. Cal Ripken, second half card, can go uh, uh, play in traffic. Nothing against Cal Ripken, but his cards always suck. And 91 Jorge Posada, they've given us a lot of early game catchers off the rip. So that's good. I just don't know if Posada's for me right now, given what else is available. But that's not bad. Uh, Pennant Race Pack. Did I skip it? Yeah, here we go. Garrett Anderson, Johnny Bench, Jim Palmer. All golds. Not a big deal. You could buy them off the market right now for less than 5k. Um, that's what that is. Battle Royale, the reward... Or rewards. I've already completed uh, the first hundred to get the choice pack, but the rewards: ninety Larry Doby, cool card, and then Jason Bay, Andrew Miller, Chipper Jones, Craig Biggio, Pedro Martinez. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. We're not going to dive too deep into the attributes there. Event. I'm trying to. I hate these stupid fucking tutorials. I have ten wins. Need to get to twenty. To get the rewards I want. 15 wins. Alfonso Soriano. This card has massive 120 power against lefties. But otherwise kind of looks kind of underwhelming. Uh, and then at 20 wins. Yeah, 20 wins. Nolan Ryan, 88. That doesn't have outlier. I think that kind of defeats the purpose of Nolan Ryan. But he might have been... Oh, 1973. No, he was young. Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't have outlier. He does have 99 velo though. So. The one thing I do want to talk about in new game modes... Mini Seasons. Mini Seasons is awesome. I am 10 games into my first mini season. I'm 9 and 1. The CPU actually is good. I've been playing these on All-Star because, like I said, I have not been hitting well. And I know on All-Star I can win, as you can see, 9 out of 10 games. Um, hopefully I'd like that ratio to usually be higher, but we'll take it for now. Uh, you play against imaginary organizations. I had to make sure I word it right. 
but the teams, the players, the rosters are actually taken from other online players. So sometimes you might face a team that has dog shit players. Sometimes you might face a literal end game, $2,000 spent God squad, the luck of the draw, whatever it is, but I kind of like it. It's cool. It's fun. Three inning games. You do get some cool rewards. Night 89 Evan Longoria off the rip. Once you complete it, uh, you get some packs, some stubs, some XP. XP's huge this year, as we know with the, the program. So I like it. It's fun. Collections. Here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to just go through what the team-by-team team collections are, what the overall collections are. And then we'll do some Legends of Flash. Let's do the Legends of Flash Blacks collections first. I lied. We're going to do those first. So if you collect 15 All-Star cards, that 85 Joe Nathan that I have, not bad, decent early game card. If you collect, oh, there's nothing for that yet. Postseason, nothing for that. Veteran. You get 87 Andrelton Simmons that no one gives a shit about or asked for. So just ignore that. Can't even sell it. Fuck. Just ignore it. It's stupid. Uh, breakout cards. 89 Dave Parker. Cool card. Not bad. He usually is a good swing. Nice contact. Decent power against right. Uh, good in the field. Great in the field, I should say. Not even good. Um, I don't think anybody can get him yet, though. If they can, they've fucking grinded the hell out of this game. Um, rookie. 86 Mark Pryor. I'm almost there. Cannot wait for Mark Pryor. That would help make my rotation much better. I like Mark Pryor a lot. Really cool stuff. Prospect. So, as you can see, I have not locked in any of my prospect cards yet. I don't know what to do. I could use the stubs big time right now to, to finish or help, you know, get started on and make progress on live series collections. That said, last year, prospect cards were really fucking hard to get later on in the year until they released a whole bunch of them into the market. But if you collect 25 prospect cards, they've released 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. So you don't need all of them. 91 Adley Rutschman. That's a nice looking catcher early game. It's a nice fucking looking catcher early game. Uh, face of the franchise, if you collect 12, you get a ball and pack. Who gives a shit? Second half heroes, no collection. I don't think there's any more collections here. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Cover athletes. All right, if you collect 12 cover athletes... There are only 12 cover cards. They are going for about 35 to 40 each. You get the best catcher in the game right now, 96 Joe Maurer. He's beautiful. I was, I'm assuming this means there will still be a 99. It'll likely be like an MVP Joe Maurer or a milestone Joe Maurer. Uh, but this card fucks. It's beautiful. I love it. I love the cover choice pack. I think that was fantastic. So, so, so cool. And they, I love that they made the cards the card art of the cover. Like, it... It makes sense. It's just a nice touch. This David Ortiz one, by the way, is one of my favorite ones of all time. And it's coming from an Aaron Judge fan who got a cover. Um, but yeah, so those are those collections. Now let's talk about what you guys care about. Live series collections. We're going to go by division so I don't have to go through every single fucking thing. Uh, the AL East. Collect the Blue Jays, Tom Henke. Diddly shit. He sucks. Collect the Yankees, Gary Sanchez. <laughs> just traded. Another beautiful early game catcher. This card rakes. Look at the power. His contact right to kind of dookie shoes, but you play a, you play a lot of bad pitchers early in the game, so it doesn't matter. You collect the Red Sox. New legend Kevin Euclid. Honestly, this card's pretty good. I don't know why in the fuck they chose this card art. I don't get it, but really nice contact. Good power against lefty 67 is a little low, but again, it's early. 88 fielding, which means diamond at P2. First, third, and left field positions. I like it. Good card. Uh, Jose Alvarado for the Rays, honestly, he, he doesn't have a sinker anymore, but this is a really good early game lefty with high hits per nine, high velo, high break. Good card. 
and the Rays are not a hard collection to complete. An 82 Darren O'Day, you might laugh and say, haha, the or Orioles only got an 82. This card's good. So, fuck off. Next, AL Central. Ray Durham throwing the hand up. Stop. 80, uh, sorry, 90 Ray Durham. Almost said 82. 90 Ray Durham. Uh, it's a prime Ray Durham, which I think that means we're not going to get another one. Uh, I don't know why you purchase his rights if you're only going to give him a card that's a 90. But I look at this card as a essentially Brian Roberts. He's going to have high contact. He's going to have doubles gap power, which is literally Brian Roberts' profile. He's a second baseman with good fielding. Is he a perennial gold glover? No. Is he a, is he a good fielder? Yes. He's going to be a high speed guy. This one's 90. So I view him as base, and he's a switch hitter, just like Brian Roberts. I view him as Brian Roberts. So take that for what it is. Uh, 88 Jim Tomei is an insane collection reward, especially for uh, Indians collection, or excuse me, Guardians collection. That's not expensive. Um, really good card. We know he has a nice swing. 86 Eric Hosmer. We'll just go to the next one. Play in traffic. Uh, 86 Justin Morneau. Switch hitter. Oh, he's not a switch hitter. Wasn't Justin Morneau a switch hitter? Well, he's a lefty here. I'm actually going to look that up right now. Am I dumb? You could say yes. What did I what did I guess wrong here? I thought Justin Morneau was a switch hitter. Please everyone tell me that I'm stupid. Justin Morneau. Justin Morneau. Bats left. Alright, well, <laughs> fuck me in the butt. I always thought he was a switch hitter. Justin Morneau, it, it does not diminish his value. Still an insane card. Pretty decent fielding. He's slow as fuck. 30 speed, zero steal, zero base running aggressiveness. Um Still a little salty that he stole an MVP award from uh, Derek Jeter, but that also means he'll probably get an MVP card later in the year. And then <laughs> the Tigers got 81 Hal Newhauser. Moving on. AL West. The Angels reward is a less overall than Mike Trout. However, it's 95 Troy Gloss, and I think his swing is better, and I don't hate it. Is he my starting third baseman when and if I get him? I don't think so. Uh, but he's a bench bat, certainly. And he's it's a prime card, so this will be the best one we get of him this year. This is one of the best team collections. 92 Dallas Keuchel is not good later in the game, but early game, this is a dominant type of pitcher. Sinker cutter. 89 control, which is actually lower than I thought, but still pretty good. 70 velo for Dallas Keuchel is high. It is not high in the grand scheme of things, but for Dallas Keuchel, it's high. 95 break. 109 stamina, and with stamina being like so overcorrected and shitty this year, that's good. 91 hits per nine. Really good card. Edgar Martinez, 85. If you value contact more than power, this is a bench bat against lefties. He's nothing more. Nothing more. But cool that Edgar's in the game again still. Uh, 85 Mike Napoli, new legend. Destroys baseballs. Really, really cool card. He's a catcher who can play first base. Um, probably just a bench bat, I think. But a cool card. And 82 Raleigh Fingers, you say LOL A's, you got a shitty card. I actually think this is more in the Darren O'Day mold, where if I faced this card, I would not be surprised. It's not bad. Sinker primary. It is what it is. The A's collection also costs about six cents to complete, so. And at least, Gary Carter, 96 overall. One of the highest overall collection cards. Gary Carter is has a swing syndrome. He always has incredibly beautiful attributes, but God, he cannot hit the fucking ball because his swing sucks. So I'm sorry, Gary Carter. Rest in peace. Mets fans, I'm sorry you didn't get a cool fucking Carlos Delgado. Imagine you got a Mets Carlos Delgado collection reward. I still think we're getting one. Um, it's Gary Carter. Hank Aaron for the Braves, 94 overall. Probably the best bat against lefties off the bench right now. 
125 contact left, 85 power left. Good in the field, great in the field. 67 speed. They hoed this one on the speed a little bit. And this is a primary center fielder, so just everyone remember that, be aware. Mike Schmidt, 87 overall. Another good uh, bench bat against lefty pitching. We get the same card every year. Mike Schmidt cards, for me, are never in the conversation. 87 Steven Strasburg. Um, they gave a lot of pitchers slurves and circle changes this year. He's one of them. He got both of them. 99 Velo, 99 break early in the game. Can't be discounted. Again, if this was uh, if this was June, we would just laugh at this card, even if it was an o higher overall. But for now, I think it's usable. And then the Marlins get 84 Gary Sheffield because nobody loves them. NL Central. Robin Yount, LOL. Moving on. Lee Smith for the Cardinals. Cutter Forkball. Some people are dominant with Lee Smith. Some, like me, suck dick with Lee Smith. But it's a diamond reliever, so it's good. 84 Kyle Hendrick. Moving on. We're not even going to talk about it. Uh, 83, Tony Perez, moving on. Not even to talk about it. And 82, Willie Stargell. You can pretty much just forget about the entire NL Central. NL West. 94, Kirk Gibson. This card is one of the very few team collection cards that deserves to be in your starting outfield. I think most people are going to keep him on the bench because he's a sick bat. But it looks like his swing is dirty filthy. He's got 84 speed. 82 in the field with 84 reaction. This is a really, really good card. I slandered Kirk Gibson hard when they announced that they had his rights. I was like, how the fuck are they going to give him a legit card? But this was the perfect way to do it. Drop his best card he's going to have all season on release night. This is an, an awards card. He cannot have higher than this. So a 94 Kirk Gibson that kind of slaps the dick out of the ball early on, SDS, this is one of the few fantastic decisions you've ever made. Great job. Love this. 93 Tony Gwynn, I think right now, is actually playable. I think with how bad exit velo is and how hard it is to hit for power, you some slappy guys like this might be uh, productive and, and you could be successful with them. So Tony Gwynn, high fielding, great arm strengths, fast as shit, can steal bags, massive contact, big PCI. Uh, Brandon Webb, 85 overall. This is the only time in the year Brandon Webb's going to be good. They gave him a sinker cutter. Last year he was booty cheeks. I haven't seen or faced him yet, but I have hope that he's better. 84 Larry Walker, LOL, this card sucks. And then 84, Willie McCovey. Here's what we care about, though. We've gone through each division. If you collect the American League, you can get Michael Young. I like Michael Young. <laughs> you guys are all going to laugh at me. Last year, I really liked his card. Signature Series card art, by the way, pointing in the right direction now. Looks beautiful. Um, this is just a solid early game collection card. Nothing more to say about it. Mike Messina, Sinker Cutter. Signature series. He has a beautiful signature, by the way. That's a real signature. Um, they hoed my boy. 114 stamina, beautiful. 99 break, beautiful. 91 control, beautiful. Even 83 velo, I think they were generous there. They only gave him 82 hits per nine, man. There's going to be a lot of contact against him. Hopefully soft. Early game, he's perfect. I've been relating him to last year's early game Tom Glavin. In my opinion, they're the same pitcher. Just one throws lefty, one throws righty. So if you had success with Tom Glavin, like I did, I love that Tom Glavin card. I think you'll be okay with Mike Messina, at least until like early June. And then jump ship, go somewhere else. 93 Grady Sizemore. Cool card, nice swing. Prime card, so you're not going to get a higher one. <sighs> Grady Sizemore was such a cool player when he actually came up into the big leagues. He was dominant for a handful of seasons. Injuries derailed his career. Very unfortunate. I am not jazzed about his cards really ever. 
since last, I know last year was the first year he came back, but I don't really, I, I don't get excited over it. I think it's fine. I think it's okay. It's a bench bat. That's all it is. It might not even be a bench bat because by the time you get it, better cards might've come out, but it probably just a bench bat. NL collection or N, yeah, NL3's collections. NL's three collections. Sorry. 97 Chase Utley Prime. So we are not getting a 99 Chase Utley. This is the best Chase Utley we're going to get. 102 contact right, 90 power right. Eh, I wish they would have been able to give us a 99 because I think he deserves better hitting stats. 96 contact left, left, 85 power left. That hitting basically means you can only use him for the first six weeks of the year because we're going to get better cards. Even if it's even if a better second baseman's like a 92 overall, it won't have his fielding or speed, but their hitting will be better. Um... What's saving Chase Utley here is that he might have one of the most immaculate swings ever produced in MLB The Show. So good for him. 96 Kenley Jansen, cutter, slider, sinker. Doesn't have a changeup. I think we'll still get a 99 of him, so this card's good for now. Put him in your bullpen, don't think twice. 92 Prince Fielder, I hate his swing, and I know I'm in the minority. So I'm not excited about this card. Doesn't do it for me. Maybe his 99 will be better. It won't be a fucking home run derby card. It'll be something worth using. Oh, by the way, I missed, sorry. In the AL, when you collect all three of those guys, I'm an idiot. You get 99 Frank Thomas. <sighs> I have mixed feelings about the way they did the AL, NL collections, and the overall. On one hand, 99 Frank Thomas doesn't do diddly shit for me. On the other hand, it makes you use him early before they give us better, more popular options later. So in that respect, again, good job. I think that was smart, because it almost forces you to use him once you get him. For the NL... 99 Clemente, same deal. Nobody used the 99 Clemente last year except for Yeo when it came out because it, it, it didn't stack up. Its power didn't hold. This card right now might be the best card in the game other than Live Series Mike Trout. But max contact right left, 81-85 powers, pretty good. 95 fielding that'll max at P4, 99 arm, 99 accuracy, max reaction at P4, and 72 speed base. This card's nuts. Right now, this card's insane. July, not so much. And then when you collect everything, you get 99 Randy Johnson. You've heard my thoughts on Randy Johnson. I told you about the Takashi Okazaki card. It is what it is. It's a signature series. It only has 105 hits per nine, but it throws hard. He's got good control. I wish they would have given him a perfect game card. Um, or a 3,000 strikeout card. Or a, a Cy Young card. Or something. Instead, we get a SIG series. It is what it is. I think they did collections this way this year because they knew that everybody had Chipper Jones in their lineup basically all year last year, and they want to encourage variety. So by giving us quote-unquote lesser 99s earlier in the game, it encourages that diversity later on because you're more apt to leave these cards in the dust and get the new ones as they come out. That's just my thinking. Um, but guys, I mean... It's been been recording for only 39 minutes, and I think, honestly, we covered just about fucking everything. There are a lot more intricate things we can talk about, like how the new marketplace um, has all different flip prices. It's not just like all diamonds or 5,000 quick sell. Now there's tiers, same as gold, silvers, bronzes, commons. Um, there's a lot to talk about. I have some things in the works as far as who might come on and be guests, wink, wink, to talk about certain things. Um... I know I haven't had a guest in a long time. I know you guys like when I have guests. I've been very busy with work, like very busy with work. It's been difficult to coordinate. It's also hard to get guests on when there's really not anything to talk about. Like, it's hard to get a guest 
in January to talk about it on be the show 21 when we've already been bored of the game for so long. So now that the new game's out, we've got opinions. We've got shit to talk about. So I will be working on that. We'll be getting people in here to talk about the marketplace, BR, uh, rewards, content, hitting this, everything. We're covering the spectrum. Covering the spectrum. I know there are some other MLB The Show podcasts out there. I hope that I am your MLB The Show podcast of choice. By all means, listen to and, and be a fan of whomever you want. The more content creators there are in this community, the better. But I, I, I know that a lot of you guys listen to the podcast and I appreciate you. So, this is the official beginning of the ride of MLB The Show 22. The game is here. The game is at hand. I've played the game. We've all played the game. Now, we're going to talk about this. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty. We're going to dive deep. We're going to learn about the ins and outs, the, the surprises, things of that nature, together. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was an informative, quick walkthrough for new players or for people who pre-ordered and uh, haven't really discovered everything yet. So thank you guys for listening. I cannot wait to talk about this game all year. Talk to you next week.